Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you. You are welcome here. Will you open up with me? These pages they can feed your innermost desires. Do you feel inspired? Are you getting what you need? Are you coming curiously? A secret safe with me. And here you can simply be Hi, y'all. This is Jace, she, they, and you found Jace Reads Romance, a community empowering women about sex and sexuality through the reading of romance novels. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Courtney Abbott, an intimacy director and choreographer from Chicago, Illinois, as we talk about romance novels, consent, intimacy, media, where it's going, where it's coming from, and so much more. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and find it from last week. And I hope you enjoy the conclusion of our conversation. I, I want to share from my perspective and you put in your two cents. Romance novels used to be that thing that you hid in secret for for most people. Um, rarely Uh-oh. did you find a person who was willing to read them out loud in public, put them on their bookshelf. And I feel like there's been a wonderful turning point in the last, maybe, I don't want to say 10 years, because I don't even think if you went back 10 years, it was that popular, but maybe 10-ish years, let's call it that for, for safety. But this kind of more openness about romance novels existing, romance novels being legitimate things that people enjoy, that they're not smut, that they have good writing, good and big readership. Um, There is, I'm seeing more bookstores that didn't have romance sections have dedicated romance sections. So what are you seeing or, or in the... Is that something you're noticing? And how do you think that is affecting the other content that we absorb um, on stage and on screen and our expectations for what we're seeing? Because I you can't see this, but y'all like there is there is erotic romance for anything that you want. But what used to only be talked about and really what used to be mainly published was mainstream cis head white maybe a cowboy thrown in there and (laughs) (laughs) a cowboy or a pirate those are your options (laughs) pirates and cowboys and this i think that the books are really making headway for the media that we're seeing um and even if you haven't read uh the the duke and i the the source material for bridgerton um go to the blog that's it's one of the posts like how that story in this book form 
did evolve to be what it is on screen and also on stage. So how are you noticing the evolution of intimacy on stage specifically? Oh my gosh. It's a really long, long diatribe. I, I am hopeful. I have a lot of hope and I can't help but think I don't think any of us want to, but I think we owe a debt of gratitude to 50 Michael, Michael, like, please, I'm not going to lie, Michael, bleep out that title. I'm not talking about that title. I can't. I can't in good faith. But like, I mean, I could have said the Twilight series because that was the inspiration. It is, but it doesn't have smut. And that's pretty. We're all we're going to be talking. No, please. We owe owe it a debt of gratitude to whoever down the line tipped the domino that led to that domino tipping Mm -hmm. because the job, the social justice job that I did had me traveling a lot. I was in airports every week and nothing was flying off of those shelves faster than those black, white, and gray covers. They were, and, and I saw them so much. I finally went, okay, fine. I had a layover. I picked one of them up. I flipped into the random middle of it and started reading. And I thought, this is terrible. And this is what I used to shoplift from the library. Yeah. This isn't something new. This is Fabio on the cover. This is someone trying to get sensuality out into the mainstream. And they finally wrapped it in enough layers of cellophane that someone was willing to like put it on the shelf. And I don't think it's a healthy depiction of anything. I hope no one uses it as a user's manual, but it did. I think, help some people feel seen. It helped Mm -hmm. some people feel seen poorly and therefore inspired them to write their own things that are accurate, Mm -hmm. that are real, that are good. And I think it helped some people who had never considered how sexual play might make them feel outside of the very standard narrow vanilla context they might be related to. I think it opened some people up. And that's, a in my book, that's a good thing. I will... You know what, y'all, I will absolutely agree with that, that there's, I do not agree that that book is, is good. I will not, I cannot talk about that from a place of any sort of neutrality, but I will say that it did spark the conversation that has led to the good coming out. Um, And we could go further back than that, right? Before that, we had. What was the movie with the masks and the orgy scene that got everybody? Eyes wide, was it Eyes Wide Shut or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I think, so you were asking about sensuality and intimacy and culture. I think in in entertainment. It's coming. It's like, because things and things almost in book form, like there are things that we can see in a book that like, maybe not yet. Like we could not put that on screen at this moment based on lots of things, but it's coming. It's the evolution is happening. I think I want to credit women with the definition that you use in your show. I want to credit women in places of power with this sea change because the vision of Nicole Kidman's wrapped in a sheet in Batman's lair or Bruce Wayne's <laughs> lair, whatever, and we know they did the deed you know, swell music, fade to black, everyone's in sheets drinking coffee, all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. 
that was a male gaze issue. And the more and more women filmmakers, writers, storytellers, creators, producers, please, producers, please, the more women backing stories, the more on-ramping shows up, I feel, Mm -hmm. and off-ramping shows up. Those are words I use a lot when I'm choreographing because folks often see the words they kiss in a script and they consider that a, a one note of music. And that's a whole score. Who decides to kiss? Does the other person decide at the same time? How do they come together? Who moves first? Which way does my head tilt so my nose doesn't bonk your nose? Do is there is there touching with hands at the same time, or are we just pecking like those little birds that go in the water on the desk? Like <laughs> a kiss is a complicated motion. There is an on ramp and there is an off ramp from that action, and the same is true of any sexual activity. And I think those on ramps and those off ramps are things that, as you were alluding to, we can depict on stage and screen ethically, consensually, with boundaries, with masking and with props and with all sorts of wonderful uh, sleight of hand tricks. And we can create the story of sensuality. We can create the story of the build and the release and the enjoyment of the release. Or the disconnection that happens after the release, or, 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 or all the stories of sex, of which I think there are probably an infinite number. Yeah. I feel like I have answered, I have gone through my list of questions. So, yes, please. I had a realization with the Barbie movie. I walked out and I was kind of like, huh, that was fun. I had a nice time. My partner and I laughed at the same things. Mm-hmm. That's why they're my partner. And, yeah. we, and we walked out and thought, oh, what a lovely movie. We had a fun time. And I was like, well, everyone's so hyped about that. Like people are yes. hyped in this direction and hyped in yeah. this direction. And then I, I realized that's maybe the second time in my life I've seen a movie that was written in my own schema. Mm-hmm. It did not challenge my paradigm, my worldview was presented to me on screen. I was presented with protagonists I could identify with. <laughs> what up, weird Barbie? Uh, oh. but also regular traditional Barbie and also America Ferreira as a real woman in the world trying to live. You know, yep. I, I. And then I broke into a sweat and started crying because I realized the other one was Tank Girl which is about a dystopian society where men have controlled all the resources and one badass punk rock chick is trying to take it back. Written by a couple men, punk rock men, but all the same. Like, that was the Mm -hmm. closest I had gotten to. Thank you, Lori Petty, until now. And Courtney Love for the soundtrack, let's be real. So I walked out of the Barbie movie and was like, wow, you, my partner, who is a cis man and white and from Northern California, where he is one of a crowd. Every movie is that for him. Mm-hmm. He can go see movies he doesn't care about, he doesn't like. He can go see movies about sports he doesn't like or uh, places he's never been or people doing shoot 'em up police chase things or whatever. And, and his paradigm that the world has offered him is there on screen. Mm-hmm. And for us, it is... It is honestly that rare. We have to go digging for art films. We have to go digging through a sea of erotica to find the one thing that does touch our buttons. Mm-hmm. It's true in so many ways. 
I want to do one yeah. other thing. Plug your local sex shop. Hey, go to your local Ooh, sex yeah. shop. Yeah. You said before, you know, people who are outside of that of that button down norm can potentially get the idea that, wow, I could be anything. Anything is available for me. Also, often those people get the idea that nothing is for me. I belong nowhere and I have no I have no place and I have no deserving of I, I of pleasure. What? That's not a sentence. I don't deserve pleasure. I don't deserve to feel good. My desires are not allowed. Go to your local sex shop, take a walk around, wear sunglasses if you must, but check it out and discover that you are not alone. We're all a bunch of weirdos. We've all got these bodies sending us signals that we are not taught how to translate or understand. And we're all just doing our best. And a lot of people are willing to go with the default program. And the mm -hmm. default program, listen to any stand-up comics. Sex is a joke in our culture. Sex after marriage, sex after kids, sex whatever. Like, we joke about how sex goes bad instead of doing anything to help people help it go right. Yeah. The, so, go to your local you. mom and pop sex shop. Go they love to you. the they local. And they will probably be able to talk to you about sex toys better than Amazon. Just, just do it. Um, and, and actually I think, buy it from them instead of then going to buy it from Amazon. Really, truly, please. Yes. Okay. Last plug for your local sex shop is that like so many things um, with that, if you are, if you have never done the work to discover what it is that you find pleasurable, you might think that nothing gives you pleasure or that your body is broken because a partner or partners have not have not found it. And yes, we can talk about how men are not taught to please women and that might be a thing. But also the first step is for us to know how to please ourselves. So read your novels. What are the things that kind of like tickle your fancy? What are the descriptions? Um, how can you figure out what feels good on your own so that you can bring that to your partner? And, and if you're in a complicated yeah. state, check out the book Come As You Are. Oh, oh, it's um By Emily is it? It's right here. Right here. Right there, y'all. It's coming. It's coming mm -hmm. in a in and a blog episode. Take a look at The Body Is Not an Apology as well. Oh, I have that in a audiobook form. Amazing. Ooh. Amazing book. Amazing. Absolutely. Good recommendations. Okay, Courtney, yes. I could talk to you for days, Thanks. years, ever forever and ever. But we are almost out of time. And I have five questions that I like to ask all of my interviewees before we send them off. So what is currently your favorite romance novel? And why? I, I was, I was searching my mind to see if this was like a, if this was a real answer, but one of those books that I lifted long, long ago, the story of O. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yes. That is a I throwback found, story. It, it really is. I found that because it was referenced in a more modern romance novel. Mm -hmm. And I was taught how to do research. And so I went and did my research and found that book. And, and it made an impression on me that's never gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So question number two where slash how do you like to read? Are you a book in bed, a Kindle on the train, audiobook is your new way? Oh, anywhere, everywhere, all at once. I like to 
read a paper book. I like to read a Kindle book. I like to listen to an audio book. I love a full cast recording. I love an author mm. reading. So I do it all in on long road trips. My partner and I will listen to long form uh, fantasy stories, just things that will go on for hours and hours and mm -hmm. hours. Um, I love listening to sexy things on the train because then I'm having that experience and looking around at everyone else who's like going to work and just feeling kind of good. Um, I, I, I listen to podcasts that talk about sex and romance. And I'm, uh, the one thing I don't do is read in my bed. That was always a family that growing up, I always read in bed. College, I always read in bed. And that changed for me. And now I don't read in bed anymore. I, I save the bed for other things. That's okay. I think it's all right to save it for, you know, sleep and sex. Yeah. Sleep and sex. Is, is that what it's supposed to be now? Like, that's recommended. You should only. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at Jace Reads Romance, we have this idea of comfy, sexy. Um, yeah. Often sexy is seen through the male gaze. It's not comfortable. It's high heels. It's weird lingerie. It's something <laughs> performative. So we this idea of comfy, sexy, that in your comfiest clothes, in your like safest space, you are still a sexual being. You can read your sexy novel. You can feel sexy. What does comfy, sexy mean to you? Comfy Sexy, I got a shout out to of my partners because I didn't know about that. I bought all the way in to thongs and heels for a long time as ownership. I was owning it. Uh, and then through a number of relationships, I started to discover, I would ask a partner like, does this look cute? Should I wear this? Is this sexy? And over and over again, two partners in particular would say, I just, I like it when you're naked. I like it when I can mm -hmm. see your body. I like it when you look comfortable. I like it when you're wearing something soft to touch so I can put my arm around you and it feels nice. And it probably has taken me 10 years to download this information. My current partner is one of these people. But I want to celebrate. I just bought a dress for an occasion and I bought it sexy comfy. And it's the first time I've bought a formal gown that wasn't like, I got to duct tape myself together. I got to, you know, put the pads in the shoes for my feet and like all the accoutrement to make the look. It was undies, pasties, and a top. And that's it. Love it. And I found that, I, I have found that so exciting to experience comfy, sexy, not only in my home, in my jammies, but to translate that out into my world. I also think, yes, I think we can be comfy, sexy all the time. We can be comfy, mm -hmm. sexy asleep, be comfy, sexy, get in the mail. We can be comfy, sexy, scrambling eggs. And the more we bring the sexy into it, I think the, the more connection each of us individually gets to feel with our own drives and our own ups and downs and our fluctuations hormonally, seasonally, through age and time and space. And the more connected we can feel and the more comfortable we feel in our sexuality, I think the better it gets. I think the better it gets. So you basically answered question number four. When do oh. you feel your sexiest? Oh, did I though? But say it again. 
did you, when do you feel your sexiest? Um, I really love playing dress up. I think I feel my sexiest when I have let myself go through an outfit or two. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that resonates with someone out there, but I'm often under such pressure that it's like, throw on some clothes, get on with your life. And if I get the chance to put put something on and really feel it and maybe go, not that top or not those Mm -hmm. shoes or whatever, and make an adjustment for myself, I think that gives me that boost. I think that makes that reconnects me to my sexuality because it is my my sensations that create my sexuality. Yes, taking the time, self care. Yeah, listening to myself, actually checking (laughs) things I'm tasked with asking other people to do all the time. I also struggle with. Yes, (laughs) don't we all? All right. So our final question is: What is the last thing that you want women, as we define it, to know about sex and sexuality. If there is only one final thing they get to hear from you, what is that soapbox? I want to scream it into the void for forever thing. It's yours. Own your sex life. Own your sexuality. Grab the reins because in all likelihood, someone else has been holding them. Mm-hmm. So give yourself permission or find your best girlfriend and ask her to give you permission <laughs> to grab your own reins and go for the ride. Sex is fun. Play with it. It's how adults play. So let yourself play. Let yourself have that joy and let yourself heal. Because, you know, if you're savvy enough to access this or download this or whatever, there is a possibility that someone has poked at your sensitive self, that that culture has put pressure on you to be or look or, or a certain way or do a certain thing already, no matter your age. And that harm might have left some barriers in you. And it's okay to own those. It's okay to deconstruct those. It's okay to keep them if they help you. But know that they are yours, that all of your sexuality belongs to you. Your sexual experiences belong to you. And if anyone did something that you didn't want, I believe you. And it's not too late to tell someone or just say it out loud to yourself. It wasn't your fault. It was something that happened to you. And sex should be something that you do, that you enjoy that you thrive in. And it's never too late to find that. Oh, Courtney, thank you. Thank you so much for this, for that last message, for this entire conversation, for the fun and the laughs. Um, Where can our listeners find you? If, If they're as entranced by you as I am, where can they find you, follow along, hear your voice some more? <laughs> thank you so much. I I attempt to expend my social energy live and in person, so I'm a little bit of a shadowy figure in social media, but I can be found at my own website, which is my full name, CourtneyAbbott2Bs2Ts.com, and I can be found on Instagram at runcocorun, spelled exactly the way you think it is. 
And we'll make sure to post those links in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> so if you are looking to connect more with, with me, find those show notes, you can head over to www.chasereadsromance.com, spelled J-A-Y-C-E, readsromance.com. It's where you can find the blog, the notes for the podcast, our page of definitions, and so much more. You can also find me on TikTok and Instagram at Jace Reads Romance. And lastly, do you have a book recommendation, a question we can answer in a future episode, or a story to share? You can leave me a voice note at 611-JACE-RR. That's 611-529-2377. Don't forget to subscribe to get each episode of the podcast when they drop. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, this is Jace holding space for you. And that's it for today, y'all. This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. You can find Jace and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E readsromance.com. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at Jace Reads Romance. And if you'd like to send an email, our email address is Jace at JaceReadsRomance.com. To leave a voicemail with a question or testimonial for a future episode, call and leave a message at 661 Jace R R. That's 661 529 2377. And finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. And remember, this is Chase holding space for you. Mm -hmm.